Welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont from DuPont Wealth Solutions. As a practicing advisor and attorney, Greg teaches pre-retirees how to reduce debt and taxes and save with less risk so they have more spendable income and plan their way to a better life. Join us for this journey where Greg draws on years of experience and guest experts to help listeners achieve more spendable income for retirement. Hello and welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont of DuPont Wealth Solutions. Greg, how are you? I am doing wonderful, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. We were uh, both counting our blessings before the podcast about neither one of us having COVID. COVID has not interrupted our businesses or our life at this point, besides you know just the general interruption that everybody's facing, but staying healthy and knocking on wood. We've almost made it through 2020, and we're ready to move forward into 2021 and leave COVID in our dust as soon as we can. As soon as possible. Absolutely. All right, so looking forward to 2021, I know that this is the time of year that we, a lot of people talk about New Year's resolutions and, and so on and so forth. I prefer some goal setting uh, that to, to resolutions just because, I don't know, it just makes more sense to me because I can resolve to stop doing something or to do something, but without steps, I just don't do it. <laughs> I'll just yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People tend to set these goals uh, that are un, you know, unreachable. Right? Mm-hmm. They, they make they make the gap too big. Uh, they say yeah. I'm going to save a, I'm going to save you know, an extra fifteen thousand dollars this year, and well, last year they didn't save diddly squat, mm-hmm. and when that, that gap there is just too big. The mind says, "Hey, come on, you're full of it." Yeah. And then you never do it, right? That's right. I, I don't know how many times my brain has said, right. <laughs> you sure you're going to start exercising? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Did you notice there's potato chips in the pantry? <laughs> Just go yeah, over there. Come on. That's right. They're awfully tasty and they're calling <laughs> exactly. your name. <laughs> exactly. Let's eat those while we think about uh, what exercises we're going to do. Well, and, and, and you know, it, it is the first year, so maybe you're actually going to take action as you eat those potato chips. You might write down what you're going to be doing in terms of exercise, you know. And, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to get up and go to the refrigerator, and yes. then I'm going to sit back down. So there's, you know, there's at least, what, 20 steps between those two things? So and, you might be able to. Yeah. In my house, from where I sit down and watch TV, there's five steps up to the kitchen. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm burn doing stairs. The, burn those calories, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> All right. It's so what human nature. Yeah. yeah. What should I do different, Greg? Come on. T- teach me. What should I be doing different? Well, you know, let's, let's kind of talk in the, you know, the general goal setting, right? Um, goals, as, as you mentioned, they're, they're, they, they kind of are there to set a direction. Right, it is not uh, to actually achieve those goals. Is what you're getting as you go toward those goals. You know, if I look back into 2020, uh, 2020 and all the all the business goals that we had set, well, some of them we hit, some we didn't, but they did help set that course for the future. Uh, and you know, as we do look through, you know, kind of got through that season of of gratitude, and, and now we're into the season of renewal and hope, mm-hmm. right? Going forward, uh, and trying to get our head around where are we going when it comes to someone's finances. You know, we got to start somewhere, and you know, the old uh, adage about the journey of a thousand miles starts the footsteps or something like that, right? Yeah. 
Confucius or someone like that, somebody much more wise than I, but I do pride myself on being able to parrot other people's things and, and, <laughs> and completely misquote them. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the idea is that, you know, at some point, you know, we got to start taking some action. Mm-hmm. And if we make that action too drastic, we're, we're not going to be able to, uh, to follow through. Okay, so when we're talking about getting our mind right for finances uh, in 2021, thinking about what are the things that we can do uh, that have that subtle shift that are going to help us you know, improve our lifetime you know, down the road mm-hmm. and, and reset that direction. And so you do have to kind of get your mind right, as we talked about in one of the earlier modules about financial planning uh, in general, you've got to start with that vision. Uh, where are you going to be in 5, 10, 15 years, 20 years, retirement, 30 years, right? Uh, and then break it down as small as you can. Uh, mm-hmm. So what are the steps we can take throughout 2021 to get ourselves uh, toward that ultimate vision where we're heading? Yeah, and I, and I don't want to derail what you're, what you're introducing here. Obviously, we're talking about goals, but I'm I'm, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. One thing that I've noticed in this last year, in 2020, I think a lot more people understand the importance of an emergency fund, um, making sure financially that they have some some funds set aside just in case. A lot of people lost jobs temporarily. A lot of people lost jobs for much longer than, than they thought. Um, a lot of business owners were suffering in, in different ways. What are your thoughts on that as far as making that a goal uh, for this new year? Is that something that you're, you're speaking to people about? Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you look back at the pandemic, uh, and, and God willing, we're nearing the, the worst of being over of that, but the, the lessons uh, of the, the pandemic, the, um, the shock to our, our then reality, uh, people living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. people that um, have no appreciation for how, how thin the line is between life and death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I self-admitted I was a, a virus denier for the first three or four months of this thing. Uh, because, you know, over the prior years, we'd seen so many similar mm-hmm. stories coming out at the end of the year, and it's easy to get cynical about, oh, here comes another virus, and uh, it's going to go away, and the markets are going to gyrate because of that. And, hey, we got some manipulation of the markets. Great. But when this one became real, so people now, as we are looking to what is the new normal, you know, they're, the, we've got the healthcare new normal, but... I do believe that we're going to see a financial new normal as well uh, because events like these always do leave economic uh, changes, mm-hmm. uh, both in the broader economy uh, and in the at-home economy. And I think you, you, you're spot on there, Eric, that people are now starting to realize that, man, i got to have accessible cash Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got to have more um, protection against uh, my mortality. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it, it's got to be part of a larger goal, though, like you said, right? You're looking, still looking 5, 10, 15 years in the future. Yeah, uh, you, you got to start somewhere. Uh, and you know, as we talked about in our 
401k program are back to basics. You know, one of the things that I contend is that financial industrial complex, the 401k world, uh, 403b, et cetera, et cetera, has skewed people's savings philosophy uh, so that they put money there uh, without taking some of those uh, more conservative and practical uh, steps to save for their family first. Uh, retirement's going to come. It's going to come a long way down the road and, and probably even longer for many of the people that um, you know, are saving now. Uh, so you, you do look at that big picture. Uh, when do I want to go there? When do I want to get retired? But as I'm saving for that, how do I do it in a fashion that is going to protect me and my family in the near term as it's growing, as opposed to just setting it aside for uh, that future that, frankly, may never come. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk about goal setting. How are we doing it? What's the best way? Well, you know, the problem that people have when they are trying to set financial goals uh, is that many people have never really given themselves the opportunity and the space to to get clear about what that future looks like. Um, they're just kind of following the herd. And so when I'm coaching my clients about that, uh, one of the things that I do challenge them to do is you know, to take a step back and think about what their desired lifestyle is. Uh, not only in the retirement, but now, uh, and try to seek balance between the two uh, lifestyles. Uh, again, when we are too focused on uh, accumulating for retirement, then uh, we get ourselves into that never-ending cycle of debt uh, that uh, is really, uh, between debt and taxes, those are the two things that th that that create the greatest jeopardy for a successful retirement. So start with that picture. Try to balance it out. Try not to get yourself into the cycle of, I want it, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to finance it because I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to um, you know, kind of uh, balance things out by saving for the future. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's not you know, the best way to handle that. Yeah. So I am not a fan of you know starting the first year saying okay these are going to be our budgets uh, because people do not budget they don't follow budgets they don't um, it's it's almost against human nature you know mm -hmm. <laughs> you're telling yourself what you can and cannot do um, you know some people have a money mindset that allows them to do that and those people uh, you know they're they're great within that sector of their world but. Uh, and it's been my experience over the years that that's the those are few and far between. Hmm. Uh, most most people are going to spend to their means, so you, you get that vision first, okay? So the, in twenty twenty one, I look back at twenty twenty, and it's hard to get perspective because of the pandemic. But if we've got ourselves to a point where we have gotten through it, and we've not had our income stream uh, impacted by that. One of the curious things that's happened as a result of that is most people have had their discretionary income 
uh, if they've been blessed and kept their job, their discretionary income where it used to go to travel and mm -hmm. entertainment and all this stuff, it's it's now going into household. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are buying uh, uh, fancy uh, grills and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you, if you're in that situation, as you look into 21, now you start thinking, okay. Um, my lifestyle has completely changed. I, I have used to go out every other night for dinner and what have you. We used to spend X a week on our entertainment that way. Well, last year I've treated myself to A, B, C, D, and E with regard to the house. Now what do I do next? Uh, I've still got this uh, lifestyle-altering event that's going to continue most likely for the first six months of the year, if not longer. How do I maybe save that money and mm. toward those future goals yeah. instead of instead of spending it. Yeah, absolutely. Something more constructive uh, to spend the money on, which be, would be great. Uh, and A, your future is a definitely more constructive way to do that or things that are going to bring you value, right? I mean, so uh, one thing for, for me personally, <laughs> my wife has noticed more things I need to repair around the house. So, <laughs> yay me, right? <laughs> yeah. But but the nice thing is is that I, I took the dollars, like you're saying, we used to go to the movies almost every week. Tuesday here is $5 Tuesday. So it wasn't like we had a huge budget to go out and do this, but five bucks a ticket. But you're still talking 50 bucks a month, right, in, in movies. Uh, just to, and, and, of course, there's really no new movies coming out. So that was one thing we saved on. We'd go out to eat at a restaurant a couple times a month didn't do that uh, so you know again it all adds up and a hundred percent we we were able to redirect that to a different place and we were able to save some which is which is a beautiful thing and of course the couple trips that we did have planned for this year we didn't do you know so that yeah. that all went into savings as well so that's it's a good thing so you know let's say you're in a situation where um you you do wish to start making some changes and, mm -hmm. and you have lived the traditional American lifestyle. You know, we're, we're blessed with our economy, our status, uh, that, uh, you know, credit is free for people and we are able to, to buy these things. And, and so now, okay, you're going to, you, you found the new religion. You're going to start in 2021, uh, and you're going to get out of debt. You know, there are all kinds of programs out there to do that, uh, and do it mindfully which are some are good some are bad one thing that in my experience as a uh, consumer oriented attorney earlier on is you know i never recommended that people go to debt counseling services because they are mm -hmm. traps for many of them but there are ways to to strategically pay off that debt to improve not only being out of debt but your financial future so, for example, some of the, the plans that we have put together for our clients uh, eliminate, you know, tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt uh, in a fashion that allows them to accumulate along the way uh, so that they find themselves in a position where, uh, as opposed to just being debt-free at that instant, uh, because they paid everything off, that they are now in a position where they are literally debt-free for life going forward. They have a usable uh, cash uh, reserve uh, that they are able to access, so they never have to pay compound interest to a bank or financial institution again going forward. Nice. Yeah. 
So, you know, if we're looking to make those changes in 21 and get debt free, there is a specific tool that we have uh, that we can help them uh, move that direction uh, and do it uh, typically uh, fairly quickly and Hmm. in a uh, fashion, again, that ends up uh, saving them lots of money. Greg, how do people get access to that tool? Is that something they can just get from your website or they need to contact you? So we actually have a website out there that's dedicated to that process. Uh, it's at www.debtfree4life.com. Again, that's www.debtfree4life.com. And when they're in there, this is no obligation, it's a complimentary service, but when they're in there, they are going to be asked to provide an advisor code. Uh, So all they need to do is add my advisor code, which is 257321. Again, that's 257321. And what that website will do for them as they're trying to get their minds set for 21, uh, it's going to show them what is the effective uh, interest cost that they are making on their payments. Mm. And, you know, the the whole marketing industry has focused people on uh, APR, right? Annual percentage raise. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, that. although it's a real number, it's really bogus in my opinion. Uh, because it's not the real cost that you're paying on your payment for interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're paying when you're paying that mortgage payment uh, and you've got a $1500 a month principal and interest payment, but 1400 of it's going to exactly. interest. Ugh. But they're telling you you got a 3% APR. Well, yeah. The reality is you're paying 95% of each dollar uh, to interest. And when you're thinking about trying to get ahead in your future, um, can you think of any type of uh, investment that's going to give you a 95% return? That's, that's yeah. so frustrating. Not for most people. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so through the Debt Free for Life program and process, uh, we are mindful of that, and we kind of spin the tables on compound interest. Mm-hmm. So instead of you paying that compound interest to the bank, you're paying that to yourself, and through that process, uh, again, we've held, helped people you know, get rid of hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and I mean mortgages, student wow. loans, consumer credit, cars, all those things, and get themselves repositioned for the future so that for the next phase of your life, you're earning interest on your own dollars, and you're not paying interest to anybody else. Wow, that is fantastic news. I, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to be going to the website myself because... Uh, we all need that help. And I've got a couple things I'd love to see what this system does and, and uh, tells me. So I appreciate the, the, the website and the numbers. Uh, audience, the beauty of podcasting is you can rewind this, right? He gave the number and he gave the website a couple times. But uh, remember, if you're driving, don't rewind it now. Uh, wait till you get home. Rewind it. Write this stuff down and, and, and go visit that. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for that resource. Um, what else do we need to talk about today when it comes to goal setting? So that, that subject, you know, what we just talked about there was, a, you know, setting a goal for yourself to get out of debt, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and now let's talk about, well, maybe our goal is to uh, get ourselves a more accessible rainy day fund and build that up. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. You know, there are many tools that people have at their disposal to save that rainy day fund. You know, in all candor, uh, unfortunately, tying back to that debt conversation, mm-hmm. uh, the whole uh, mortgage industry has 
made people start thinking about their home equity line uh, as their first line of defense, their piggy bank and, and all that. And, you know, that's been a byproduct of the fact that money in banks is not paying any type of interest. Yeah. So people are saying, well, why should I put the money in a bank where I'm getting nothing um, and uh, I can pull money out of my house? So some people look at that and say, okay, uh, for my rainy day fund, my goal is I'm going to have a credit line of X to cover that. Okay, great. Um, But when we have an event like we had last year and um, economic circumstances cause people to uh, you know, need to tap those monies, well, then you get on that never-ending cycle of interest again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even though banks aren't paying uh, much more than diddly squat, which I believe is a Latin term. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it is, yeah. yeah Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, uh, that's still a place where you should be putting some money, right? Now, on top of that, you know, again, part of my planning philosophy, part of our pilot process is that, you know, we want to make sure people have money in the right buckets and we don't want to be too overweight in the retirement only fund. So my contention is if you don't feel like the banks are giving you enough, well, now let's open ourselves uh, a, a uh, com- conservative uh, investment account. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're going to put that money in there. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to pay uh, capital gains tax, but uh, it's better than not having capital gains, right? Very true. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people kind of have the mindset wrong about capital gains that, you know, when if I take $30,000 out, I got $30,000 of capital gain. No, you've got got capital gain on whatever the difference is between what you put into that and what you take out. Mm -hmm. And... So that's still a better bucket for many people than uh, having it in the bank. And then, you know, as we talked about before, uh, another place where some people uh, build uh, cash reserves uh, is through using cash value life insurance, uh, that you have the ability to put money in there, allow that cash value to grow, have the added benefit of death benefits should something unfortunate happen, uh, but then have have an accessible uh, cash reserve that you can get at as that rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that is fantastic. What else? What's our next step? I mean, if we're really looking at goal setting here. So if we are in a spot in our life where the goals are not focused at debt reduction and the goals are not focused at rainy day fund, well, then if you've got those two uh, things checked off of the to-do list, well, then you're now in a position to really be focusing on what is that retirement vision, uh, what do we need to do to to get that, uh, and start uh, dialing that in a little bit. Uh, so, uh, with that, uh, many people, you know, the do-it-yourselfers, uh, they are going to use their tools that they have from their 401k provider to try to get what their benchmark is. Uh, and, you know, again, starting with that vision of what you want your future to look like, you know, well, let's take a look at that in terms of what our current lifestyle is, how do we afford our lifestyle now, how do we afford that lifestyle in the future, with inflation, 
and start dialing in how much do we need to uh, save with some precision instead of just um, uh, mindlessly following the 401k recommendations. Greg, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for providing that. I encourage every listener that is interested. You know, one of the biggest things is just taking that one step forward. And uh, I would say your one step is giving Greg a call because working with a professional who can uh, look at this from an outside perspective, removing the emotion, being able to say, hey, here's here's where you're at. Here's what I believe you need to be doing. Here's some things that you can do that are going to help you in your situation. Uh, it really is invaluable to have somebody that is doing this full time take a look and, and be able to give their honest opinion. So please don't be shy. Reach out. Greg will take the call uh, for sure and uh, start that step with you. Greg, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate all you give back. Thank you, Eric. Take care. You, you bet. And of course, last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Greg comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at DuPont Wealth Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DuPont Wealth Solutions. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.